Welcome to the newest edition of the Screenfellas Podcast. My name is Carlos. And I'm Ozzy. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League Falcon and Winter Soldier, and we'll be catching up on a few other things. Enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Ozzy, how you doing? I am doing all right, man. How you doing? I'm doing good, you know? It's been a That's minute. That's good, man. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. Yeah. It's been a minute. <laughs> I'm called for a minute, but it's been a minute. Yeah, you know, uh, again, <laughs> life gets in the way, but hopefully, again, I'm going to stop saying this at some point, but hopefully this will be the beginning of like us getting back to usual, but who, who knows? Um, yeah, 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 guys, you know, guys, we, we're busy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we got kids. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what? Ozzy, what's been going on with you? It sounds like a lot's been going on with you. Yeah, I adopted a lot of people. Oh, um, okay. So. Interesting. <laughs> I'm uh, no, I've just been, I've just been hanging out. It's just been me and Charles. You know, we've been hanging out. Uh, my roommate, Dennis, adopted a, um, a, a puppy. Cool. Boomy. So, you know, we got a new family member. Cool. Um, and yeah, it's been working, man, and watching a lot of stuff. You know, what I have been watching, though, Carlos, what? Um, you know, I did start watching what we do in the shadows. I have to finish the show, but oh, the, the show sh- is... Okay, interesting. Yeah, but the show is incredible. The show is incredible. So I don't know if you ever watched I've it. I've been told... Okay, me me and my brother, Enrique, a friend of the show, uh-huh. obviously, uh, have been have watched the first episode, and then we we're like, "Oh, we'll watch this because it was pretty good." And then we just like never did, and <laughs> we completely lost track of it. Uh, happens, I don't know. Um, but then I've heard from multiple people, and th- you know, this is a bold statement, but I've heard it from multiple people that the show is better than the movie. And I'm like, that's wild because the movie is insane. Uh, so I don't know what is. Are you willing to go that far on it as well? I have to finish the show. Um, that's interesting, man. Um, I don't know. I'm not, I'm undecided. Okay. I feel like I have to because re- I haven't rewatched the movies. The last time I rewatched was with you. Oh, really? That's the last time. That's the last time I, yeah. So it's been oh. a long time. So I think I need to buy it so I can have it on hand and I can watch it whenever. But I think I need to watch the movie then. Yeah, um, that makes sense. And then rewatch the show. But the show is incredible. Yeah. I love the show. I didn't. I didn't expect it to be as good because it's an fx show but now mm-hmm. that fx is is becoming you know is, oh. is having a lot better yeah, quality tv good. than yeah so I'm, I'm i'm i was shocked and i was it was it was a pleasant surprise that's cool that's cool um all right so i mean we have a few things that we can talk about before we get into the snyder cut and all that uh all that stuff uh First of all, have you seen, this was just today, day of recording, uh, have you seen that the Disney updated release schedule and stuff like that? No, I didn't. What's going on? Um, So they moved a few dates and then they announced like things that are um, going to just, to like Disney Plus and stuff like that. Uh, Hold on, let me pull it up. But I know for sure um, that... um, uh, 
oh geez, Black Widow, the Black Widow movie got pushed back again. Um, they're really trying to get it to have a decent theater run, but then they're also same time it goes out on theater or out in the theaters, it's going to be on Disney Plus for like you know the thirty dollar premiere access thing. Um, Mm-hmm. So we know that now, and then, um, and that got pushed back to uh, July 9th is when Black Widow is coming out now. Um, Cruella is coming out May twenty eighth. Same thing. Um, they pushed they pushed it back, and then um, it's going to be in theaters and on Disney Premiere Plus or whatever. Interesting though that Luca, the next. I think it's a Pixar movie. Uh, it's either Pixar or just pure Disney animation. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, but Luca is just going to be on Disney+. Plus. No theatrical run. I think that's really interesting. I guess... I'm guessing that... Um, Soul did really, really well um, in terms of viewership. And then I'm guessing it probably helped with subscriptions. I'm... I'm I'm wondering if that's the reasoning is like that all these animated movies are doing really well for Disney Plus that they're thinking let's just keep the animated stuff on Disney Plus. I hope that's not permanent, but for now that seems to be the plan because that comes out around the same time as these other movies and it's not having a theatrical run, which is strange. Uh I don't know what do you think about that? I mean, I think it works for right now. I mean, like, if everything is... Cause, I mean, they, they have to release content, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, it's, I mean these are tough calls. Um, but we, but you know, you know, we need content, you know? But why um, not put so, it I mean, also think, in theaters, like the other movies that are coming out around the same time? That's the weird thing to me. Yeah, I mean, I would say it is strange, but I mean... I don't know. I mean, if it did, if it did, I mean, if it's, I mean, if it was, I mean, if it said, if it went way beyond expectations, you know, Mm -hmm. then I don't see the need to, you know, put it out in theaters. I think they could save money a little bit by just releasing it to the streaming service. Maybe the, maybe these animated movies are like a huge draw and like draw and like people are subscribing just to watch them. And like, I, I don't know, I guess that's possible. I would think that people would be subscribing more for like WandaVision, but then I guess, then again, I guess I might be underestimating the power of these family movies because, you know, all these Disney animated movies have always done super well. So, I don't know. Um, other yeah. things, Shang-Chi got pushed back to July 9th. Or, no, got pushed back to September 3rd. Uh, it was originally on July 9th. Um, Free Guy is pushed back. I, what What's Free Guy again? I don't remember. I haven't even heard of that. I, I feel like I've seen a trailer for it, but I can't remember what it was. Uh, that's August 13th. Uh, the Kingsman, I believe that's a Kingsman prequel, right? Uh, got pushed back to December 22nd. Uh, Death on the Nile got pushed back to February of next year. Um, so, yeah, that's just a bunch of updates to release dates. They've changed these release dates a billion times at this point, understandably so. But I think, if I had to guess, I think this will be like the ma- the last major change from like Disney at least. Uh, because I have a feeling, fingers crossed, that with this, with the vaccines and all that, I feel like these theaters are going to start opening back up. Well, we know AMC's opening up soon, uh, and um, this time around they should stay open. Hopefully, <laughs> again, fingers crossed on that one. But <laughs> I'm hoping that theaters are going to open back up in this time. Uh, you know, stay open. 
so yeah, that's a big Disney update. Um, obviously, we're going to be talking about Falcon and Winter Soldier. So Disney, and I guess we can briefly talk about uh, WandaVision because we never, we talked about a few episodes of that, but not much. So we can kind of talk about that at some point, uh, maybe after our Falcon and Winter Soldier discussion. Um, but yeah, there's, there's definitely a lot that Disney has been doing uh, despite theaters not being open. Um, other things that we missed is, uh, Oscar nominations that I guess is pretty big. Uh, how much of these, how many of these have you seen? Do you, do you have any thoughts whatsoever? Uh, no thoughts whatsoever. I don't think I've seen any of those movies. Uh, well, you definitely saw one at least, uh, cause we talked about it, the trial of the Chicago seven that was nominated for best picture, which I think based on our oh. review, we are not surprised to buy, um, uh, what else? Uh, the only, I've seen all of the Oscar Best Picture nominees except for The Father. Um, that is the last major movie that I want to watch before like I'm comfortable with my top ten. Um, all of these kind of all of these at least make sense. Like I'm not upset about any of them. Uh, the only one I'm upset about the only one that sticks out to me like a sore thumb is Mank. I don't think that movie is as good as everyone says, or everyone kind of thought it was when it was released. Um, it's on Netflix if you want to watch it. I, I mean, I, it's fine. It's just not like Best Picture. <laughs> I don't know. It's very strange to me. What's that movie about? It's about the making. It's about the the writing, not even the making. It's about the writing of Citizen Kane. Um. So yeah, it's like, and of course, like I posted that on on Twitter about like. Uh, you know, that's the only one that kind of doesn't make any sense to me. And, uh, you know, one of my friends replied to me kind of cynically of just like, well, you know, the Academy likes to nominate movies about themselves, like about old Hollywood and stuff like that. And it's like, yeah, I guess that's fair. Uh, but I guess my con confusion more comes to the general comes from the like general positive, like overwhelmingly positive reaction that the movie got. Like, I remember when that movie came out, like, I believe it was uh more towards the fall late or early fall summer ish i think um mm -hmm. you know that was like a movie that was like all over letterboxd it was all over film twitter and i was just like okay and then i finally got around to watching it a few weeks ago and i was just like i mean i don't know it's kind of boring to me <laughs> like <laughs> it, it was cool i guess you know um and um uh, what's his face? Uh, Gary Oldman was really good. You know, I'm not necessarily upset with him for best actor, which he was nominated for, but overall I was just like rather unimpressed. Uh, uh, best director is interesting. Um, again, Fincher was nominated for Mank, which whatever. Uh, Chloe's out for no man land. fine. Uh, I watched, uh, interestingly enough. So, uh, Another Round is a movie that is just came out on Hulu, I believe. Uh, I believe it just came out. Um, and it is a Danish movie. And it was obviously nominated for Best uh, best Foreign Language Film. And then also, wasn't nominated for Best Picture, but then was nominated for Best Director uh, for Thomas uh, Vinterberg for Another Round. The movie is, I, I mean, it's it's really good. Like, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh when I I feel like I need to tell more people like what this movie is about and I might draw people in so I'm going to do that right now. So, another round again available on Hulu so easy to access. It's about these guys, these uh kind of 
I think they're all around 40, so they're, you know, having their midlife crises, basically, and that's essentially what this movie is about, and they're all teachers at a school, at this high school in, you know, in Denmark, and they are all having dinner celebrating one of their birthdays, and then they talk about this uh, psychologist who has a theory that uh, all humans are born with, like, uh, 0.5 less blood alcohol content than they should have. So to be like the happiest you can possibly be and the most successful and everything you can possibly be to be your ideal self, you need to have a 0.5 blood alcohol level constantly. So they decide to test this theory and basically be constantly drunk. And <laughs> it's, it's weird. It's dark. It's, kind of funny like i i'm genuinely like i came out of the movie super perplexed how they're able to strike this balance of like being super dark and super funny at the same time it's a very strange movie and it has a great uh ending scene uh and i yeah i don't know it's i think it's a movie that more people should uh give a watch but you know it'll be hard because you know foreign language film people don't like to read um but yeah he was nominated for uh, best director which i found super interesting um okay but yeah you know, I, gotta give it a, I gotta give it a watch yeah it's on hulu um so yeah there's and a lot of these like i i will i'd recommend sound of metal on amazon prime um ma rainey and black uh, ma rainey's black bottom uh if you want to watch an incredible you know final chadwick boseman performance uh that's on netflix all of these i think the best thing about this year if there is like a quote unquote good thing about this year, uh, is that all these movies are super accessible. Um, you know, again, Ma Rainey's uh, Black Bottom on Netflix, um, uh, Sound of Metal on Amazon Prime, uh, Nomadland on a, probably a favorite to win Best Picture is Nomadland. I wouldn't agree, but I think that if you're replacing bets, Nomadland is definitely a favorite. Um, that's on Hulu. Uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, I believe, is still on HBO Max, but I think at, I think they were moving it. I'm not 100% sure if it's still there or not. Uh, and then, of course, we've reviewed Trial of the Chicago 7 again on uh, on Netflix. Netflix. So uh, all these movies are – a lot of these movies are super accessible. And then, like, you know, that doesn't even get to things like Minari, which is incredible, uh, Promising Young Woman, which the more I think about that performance uh, from – uh, from Carrie Mulligan, the more uh, amazed I am. Uh, she is incredible in that movie, and she probably should win Best Actress. Not, I don't know that that's a tough category. Viola Davis in there as well, so you know she's always going to be fighting for that. And then Frances McDormand from uh, Nomadland as well. Uh, it's yeah, this is a super interesting year, uh, and a lot of these movies are very good. the The biggest uh, thing that I'm upset about, uh, and I believe. I've talked about it on this podcast. I can't remember if we, I talked about this movie on the last podcast or not. One Night in Miami is not nominated for Best Picture, and that is a travesty. That movie is clearly, in my opinion, it's the best movie of the year. I, again, I still haven't seen The Father, but uh, One Night in Miami is incredible and should be, in, in my opinion, a contender for Best Picture. And It's not even on here. It's ridiculous. Um, yeah. End Oscar Dang. rant. <laughs> No, I really want to see Minari. Minari is the one that I really want to see. I yeah. don't have any access to it. Yeah, it's uh, um, 
Uh, it's available. I don't know if it's available for like regular rental now or not. Because I'm not a hundred percent sure. I know they do like that thing where like for for at first they release it for where you can only rent it for like an inflated price, and then they they release it where you can only buy it, and then they release it where you can rent it for like regular prices. So I don't know what stage of that we're on with Minari. It's definitely in the outrage, uh, outrageous price. Okay, it's like twenty dollars to rent it. Yeah, so it's it's still in like the it, it's, they're doing that right now because we don't have theaters. Basically, um, they're trying to make theater level money with it, which is like, I mean, fine, I guess, but uh, obviously we would prefer the theater. <laughs> um, so, uh, Ace, uh, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen nominated for Trial of Chicago Seven, um, Best Supporting Actor. That's interesting. That is super interesting. I mean, he did really good in that and yeah. and, and, and that performance. Uh, one thing. Oh, okay. Last thing. I swear this is the last thing. Uh, and you, I don't. Again, I'm not 100 percent sure if it's still on HBO Max, but you hundred, you definitely should watch Judas and the Black Messiah. It's a great movie. Uh, so the two actors in that movie are Daniel Kaluuya as Fred Hampton, you know, uh, mm-hmm. and then. Um, Lakeith Stanfield as uh, Bill O'Neill. So those are the two, like, they're, they're, they're the main characters in the movie. Okay. They're both nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Uh, excuse me, Academy. Uh, hello, can you hear me? Uh, who, who was the lead? Was the, the, the movie didn't have a lead? What the hell? <laughs> like... The movie just apparently, like, it was a leadless movie. There was no lead actor in uh, in um, Judas and the Black Messiah, apparently, according to the uh, acting branch of the Academy. I, I don't know. That's a, that's a weird weird one for me. I'm going to have to – I need some answers there because that is uh, uh, yikes on uh, on my end. <laughs> who the heck – who was the main character of that movie? Because I'm, I'm not too familiar, but who – wasn't it Daniel Kaluuya? Um. See, th- this is the thing. There's an argument to me that they're both leads. I think, I think uh, Lakeith Stanfield is probably the lead. The movie's basically told from her, his perspective, so I would give lead to him. But either way, I mean, if they flip flipped it, it would have been fine. If they said that Daniel Kaluuya was the was the lead, cool, whatever. If they said Lakeith Stanfield was the lead, cool, whatever. But they just said neither like I, I don't know that doesn't something doesn't add up here it's very strange that's so weird yeah i i don't know it's uh it's a uh, um pretty uh, yikes um i think uh, one thing that's oh okay <laughs> i said that was the last thing but it's the same category uh leslie odom jr is nominated for best actor um leslie odom jr jr you might recognize uh, that name you definitely recognize his voice from Hamilton. He was, uh, I believe, he won a Grammy and Tony for Hamilton. So he might get the full. The, he might get the trio there uh, if he wins Best Supporting Actor here, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, I haven't. Um, it's gonna be a hot take here. Um, I haven't seen Hamilton. <laughs> you, I mean, you should. I, I. It's not like. It's not the greatest thing to ever be put together like some would have you believe but it, it's very good i uh, highly recommend yeah yeah, yeah. Um, i know i should watch it i've just been told it's like super great yeah. but i gotta watch it i still like to make fun of people and say that it's just glorified epic rap battles of history but you know 
Um, but anyway, <laughs> let's uh, move on. Let's get to what I'm assuming most people are listening for, and that is um, the Snyder Cut. Uh, yes. <laughs> Ozzy, let's we talked about this briefly before we started recording, it. and I genuinely can't tell what you feel about this movie because you said something but then i was like are you being sarcastic or are you being serious so what were your overall thoughts i'm finally going to get the answer to my question what were your overall thoughts of uh this movie of the snyder cut of justice league best superhero movie of all time you're lying to me there's no way you believe that <laughs> no but it was really good it was really good um it was really really great um this is what has this is like what should have been released like i mean yeah. i loved i well, loved this movie i mean probably I not a four-hour cut but sure yeah fair, like, fair enough fine with the whole four-hour cut man i was like i'm good with all this um but i really love this movie i thought it was really great um yeah man i thought it was overall really great and i thought that each character had their their huge moment you know um what do you think about it uh, I mean, look, there's no denying that it was a vast improvement. And if you remember, and I think this is important context here, uh, if you remember from all the way back, 2017, let's jump in the time machine, uh, when we reviewed 2017 Justice League, I believe we had TD on that show with us, if I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. Um and I remember because I remember your reaction, your both of your reactions to my review were not necessarily uh, happy because I was generally more positive about it, right? Uh, I think that, and I still believe that there's there was a decent amount of fun to be had in that movie. It's not great, obviously, uh, but I, I think there's a lot of fun sequences in that movie. Um, so I think it's important to note that I'm not coming from a place of Justice League is the worst movie ever made 2017 or anything like that. Um, but I think it's, there's no arguing that the, <laughs> this version is a lot better. Uh, even with the four hour runtime, it's a lot better. Uh, it fleshes out all these characters. It, it's just, uh, and it, it makes you kind of care more and it makes a lot of the story things. Cause I think the biggest problem with this, with uh, the 2017 version. And to be honest, it's not just a, oh, Joss Whedon messed up the edit type thing. I mean, that was a lot of it, but this is a Zack Snyder problem. Uh, he doesn't, story uh, is not Zack Snyder's strong suit. And much like what happened with the ultimate edition of Batman v Superman, I think uh, he, I think given more time, he can make an okay story. And I think that's exactly what happened here. It went from a story that doesn't make any sense, really. It's just, just rushed through bare bones, very bare minimum in the 2017 version to a story that it's still not great, but it's a lot better in this version. Uh, because given time, Zack Snyder can make a good story. And then, you know, obviously this movie is just a lot better looking like and uh, the music is a lot better. Like the, I cannot believe, uh, cause I watched these movies back to back this weekend. I cannot believe the 2017, uh, soundtrack is a thing. Like the, how do they went with that over what we got with this version with the, with the Snyder cut is 
beyond me. The Snyder Cut uh, score is so much better. <laughs> it's so much better. Uh, but yeah, um, we're gonna probably going to talk spoilers here because, I mean, most of the plot points uh, are from a movie from three years ago. And, you know, if you're listening to this, you probably care enough about the Snyder Cut that it doesn't matter. Or you don't care at all, which it doesn't matter. Um, so let's really dive into it, Ozzy. Um, what are what are your overall positives? What do you think they improved the most from this uh, cut to the 2017 version? Uh, I'll definitely say I'll agree with you on the storytelling. I think the I think the story here is definitely way better. I I want to see like where the story goes because um, I really didn't care about the the the, the 2017 story. Um, of Justice League, this seems like it has like a lot more um, depth, you know, a lot more history in it, like a lot more lore, and um, that get, that got me like really. I was really excited to see like what's gonna happen next, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so this movie really made me excited. Um, I will say that this movie, everybody, everybody really shined in the movie in their own way. Um, I'd say the people who were like standouts in this movie to me was definitely Cyborg. Yeah. You know, Cyborg had such, such a great story. He like, like, um, he, he was one of, one of the, if not the best part of the movie, um, his, his story, like, and, 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 you know, Chris, Chris and I, and and Andy were talking about it earlier in the chat and and Chris mentioned a, a really great point. I mean, he went from, he, he had a complete you know, change, you know, like a complete 360 when, you know, he went from being, um, you know, sort of depressed and alone to being somebody who at the end of the movie can say, I'm not alone, you know, um, and I'm not broken, you know, which is super cool. That was such a powerful moment. Um, and yeah, I, I, I think that every character had, a, had their, had their moment to shine and, and had their moment of like, you know, damn, this is so cool. Um, and yeah, I think, I think the action sequences were, were done really well. Um, I love the, 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 the frame as well, like the, not the frame, but the aspect ratio being like used, you know, cause they use like I, IMAX cameras and mm-hmm. I like the fact that the frame is uh, different. It, it certainly didn't bother me. Different. Like, I feel like before, yeah. the, before it came out, the narrative was, oh, this is going to be super annoying and terrible. And it's just like, I don't know, like. At the very least, it didn't bother me. At the best, some people, like, obviously you were one of them, thought it was pretty cool. So, like, I I don't think that it was a problem at all, uh, at the very least, you know? Yeah, I don't think it was a problem at all either. I think think it worked out great. I mean, for me, because, I mean, you're you're watching this, I'm like, you know, you're watching this at home and... um, you know, I have I have like a I have a pretty decent TV, but in me watching it on the full screen that they had it on my TV, I loved it, man. I felt like I was in the theater because I was like, man, this is so cool. Um, so yeah, I think it was really, I thought I thought the fact that they were able to bring that to our homes and stuff like that and and keep it keep it the way. Um, it was designed to be seen. Um, was very very interesting. Although I, I, I didn't I didn't need that opening frame though of uh this is a four three aspect ratio to preserve Zack Snyder's uh vision or whatever they say. Like that was that was a little pretentious, but okay. Like fair enough. I was like I was like, all right guys. <laughs> like, uh, 
Okay. Uh, sure. Zack Snyder is not like 300 years old <laughs> and, and a public figure. It, I mean, it <laughs> like, was, it was, it was hot. <laughs> and I think there, there's a lot of that going around. And I think that, um, I think it's one of those things where the fan base might be hurting the perception of the movie overall, you know, like, uh, because there's like people like calling people on Twitter, calling it high art. And then there's people, you know, saying that again, spoilers, that the Joker scene with Batman, I, I literally saw this and th this, this is a thing that has been said. The joke, the Batman and Joker scene at the end is the greatest Batman and Joker scene in all of movies. Yes, I literally heard that, and I was like, "Are you guys insane, Bruh. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, are you guys insane? Uh, are you guys crazy? Me? Yeah. So, um, there's definitely, I think, the fan base isn't helping, and I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Uh, the, uh, I'll never forgive Warner Brothers for giving the uh, Zack Snyder, Zack Snyder stands the moral high ground. Like that, that should not have be a thing. Zack Snyder stands should not have the moral high ground here. But that's how bad of a company you are, Warner Brothers, that you allowed this to happen. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> I digress. Uh, yeah. So uh, to continue on with some of these characters, uh, I you know I completely agree with Cyborg. Um, I think uh, some of the added, uh, just added context for scenes in the 2017 version that just kind of exist in the movie and then like you see that oh there were missing scenes and that's why it felt like the scenes just existed um <laughs> like the aquaman stuff like he just like randomly shows up in the 2017 version and uh and uh what's her face uh amber heard's character is just like uh all right it's your job to go get the thing back <laughs> and you're just like what okay like we have no context for his place in this society why is it his job uh and then it's like oh there was a whole nother scene before this and this is why <laughs> um you know so just little stuff like that um and then uh, the Warner, uh, the Wonder Woman stuff uh, that they added I think you know it gives a lot more weight to um a lot of the, you know, her decisions to not do anything and her decisions to, you know, uh, the the guilt surrounding what happened at the Mascara. Like, there's a lot of stuff there that we get more context to. Um, even the Flash stuff, I'm still not a fan of Ezra Miller's Flash. Um, but, you know, I, I we still get, we get even more of that. And he's a much bigger part of the movie in this. Uh, although there was one moment, and this has been brought up before as well, the, uh, there was one moment that was in the 2017 version that a lot of people missed, and that was the whole thing of, like, where he doesn't know what to do, and Batman tells him, just just save one person. I think that's a really cool moment in the 2017 version um, that the, I guess was a, uh, was a Joss Whedon um, ad, so, you know, we just didn't get it. Uh, so I did kind of miss that, but overall, I... I liked uh flash's role better in this movie even though i'm not a huge fan um of ezra miller as the flash um i don't know what you know uh, what other characters do you think or storylines do you think they improved definitely on the flashes i did not like the 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 i was actually on the complete spectrum of that um because i really didn't like what they what joss reed was doing with the flash he was just making them seem like super unexperienced you know um 
so for for this movie, I like the fact that he was um, that you saw him kind of want to help people more and and, and kind of take that upon himself, and you see him kind of be more, I guess, more brave and in that sense. Um, so I like the fact that we see him kind of you know be a part of the team and and like already know what to do to some degree. I like the fact that they were able to like, you know, we, we saw him kind of run back in time and kind of, you know, we got like a little teaser Easter egg of like flashpoint. I think that was super cool. Um, what I will say though, is I don't like how he runs, <laughs> I, I, could, I do not uh, yeah. like how he runs. Yeah. I do not like how he runs. I don't know what he's doing with his arms, but that needs to change in the flash movie. I don't yeah. know what he's doing. I just don't like how he runs. Cause I thought, you know, I like um, I like his performance. I think his performance is good. I think he gives a really compelling performance, especially like when, for like when he's hurt, and then he's just like he's like you gotta break you gotta break the rule barrier and you gotta do it now. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and then it was that was just such a great moment for him. You know, so I think he has like a, I think he's performing really well. I just hate his moments when he yeah. runs. <laughs> I think uh, that makes sense. And part of it change. might be a CGI <laughs> thing, which is something we can talk about in negatives. I I think it's an there's moments that are really good with the CGI and there's moments where like when he's running as the Flash, like I was just like, I mean, this is about on par with like CW Flash and it's like that's not really a compliment. Like CW is infamous for their uh attempts at CGI. Uh uh yeah, so I don't know, like uh I, I kind of agree with you on that front. Uh, I do think that the ending uh, with him, like, you know, going back in time and all that, it's a lot more memorable, certainly, uh, than the 2017 version. I just watched that movie this weekend, and I can't remember how that ending goes in that movie, uh, in the 2017 version. Um, but it's, and this one is a lot more, like, it's going to stick in your mind to, like, the, that epic moment where he goes back in time and stuff like that. Like, that's really cool. Um, but it's very, and it, and some people might not take this as a negative, and that's completely fine. Uh, the, it's super comic booky. Like, it is super, super, like, uh, this, it's kind of, like, for a movie that's like darker quote-unquote it's like oh you know he goes back in time it's fine uh i don't know it just it was a little little off for me in terms of like the context of the rest of the movie but it's like it's still like if your goal is to make a memorable ending it's certainly a memorable ending like i you know it's not really that big of a complaint for me like i i really overall enjoyed this ending as opposed to like whatever we got with the 2017 version um and then I guess we can talk about Steppenwolf. Uh, another exaggerated, in my opinion, thing that I've heard floated around. It's like, again, I'm quoting like generic Twitter user number 17 or whatever. Uh, but I've heard this idea that Steppenwolf went from one of the worst DC villains ever to one of the best. And it's like, well, I mean, <laughs> he went from like one of the worst to average maybe i felt terrible for him dude i felt terrible for him i felt really bad bro i was like damn you really can't catch a break i felt terrible for him dude like i was like damn i mean and then like especially like especially like what they said because like he was a very i would say like i would say like he was a very like he was a he was a more interesting character for sure i would say yeah but i mean i I just felt bad for him at the end 
You know what I mean? I was like, I was like, guys, did you really did you, like? Did you have to like? Come on. <laughs> like I get it, but like, come on. And then like, and then Dark Side like crushing his squad. Like, damn, bro. Like, did you really have to like? Come on, man. <laughs> I just feel really bad for Steppenwolf. I, I, I do. I yeah, I, co- I, I, I agree. Like, there's there's definitely moments in there where, like, they're clearly designed to be like, geez, like, okay. Like, the like you know. Superman was yeah. whooping his butt. Like, cuts off like, his horn or whatever. And I'm just like, geez, like, 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 okay, that was unnecessary. I'm like, why do you got to be so ruthless, dude? You, just, you just see him, like, 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 late, like, like yeah. using his heat vision and just like beating him up right it's like damn dude which again you know it's like okay we get it Zack Snyder you're gritty like cool bro I don't know um you know which is weird okay so Batman is one thing I definitely want to talk about uh and I'm gonna get super like in the weeds like this is not really okay I'm I'm veering into not criticism of the movie more criticism of understanding of comic book characters uh, which again, it's something that I don't think you necessarily can hold against the movie. It's just my understanding of a character versus Zack Snyder's understanding of a character. But I don't think he gets Batman. I really don't. Uh, mm, I so- would say Joss Whedon doesn't get Batman because like this, he was a lot more because Batflick was a lot more gritty and a lot more dark in this version than he was in the Justice League version. And the Justice League version, he got like, and 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 the Whedon, in the Whedon Justice League movie, he was smiling because Superman came, and he was just like, and he was smiling wide too, like he was okay. like, oh man, I'm yeah. so excited to see you. It's like, no, that wouldn't be Batman. Look, I I agree. The like the I'm not saying the Joss Whedon version of is, is better. I, I'm I'm just across both of the versions of this movie, I don't think I was not satisfied with the Batman because. You know, yes, in the 2017 version, there's a little bit too many jokes, all that stuff. In this version, we get a lot, of, a lot more of the stuff that people, you know, you heard some criticisms of in like Batman v Superman. There's guns on the Batmobile. There's, uh, you know, and in this version, he's he's got uh, he picks up alien guns, and it's like, so I'm supposed to be like, as he's supposed to be like, we're cool with this because it's not a regular gun. It's a laser gun like i don't know it's odd to me like it was just strange choices that i don't think were necessary and then on top of it my biggest problem with the batman in both versions of this movie is he is so liberal with his identity (laughs) like my goodness like he i i don't understand why he introduces himself to batman or to flash as bruce wayne that is so strange to me and like and they're always like no matter like they're like randomly like they're when they revive Superman, they're in the middle of this like public area and they're all these characters are referring to each other by like the regular people names. And I'm just like, this is so weird to me, especially for a character like Batman. It's just, I don't know. I don't, this version of Batman doesn't really, uh, I don't know. It's just not my thing. Apparently, um, I think Bat. I think Ben Affleck is fine. Like, I think, given a different script, I would be completely fine with Ben Affleck as Batman. Um, I'm not criticizing him. I'm more criticizing like some of the story and character choices that were made 
which again, it's not really a criticism of the movie. It's just like this is Zack Snyder's understanding of the character versus my character um, understanding of the character, and I'm not. I'm far from you know the authority or an expert on Batman. So like, ultimately, it doesn't really matter. I'm just like more having a discussion, I guess, uh, with myself and with you. Uh, I don't know. What do you think? I think it was. I thought it was still a really pretty great portrayal. I mean, because you're talking about a Batman in his 40s who, you know, who hasn't dealt with this kind of threat before. You know what I mean? So I think. It, I mean, if we're if we're, if we're putting him in that situation, I, I don't see I don't see the problem with him like using like the alien guns to like kind of shoot them down. You know what I mean? I, I, I especially like we saw him um, kind of take them out you know, one by, you know, with also with hand-to-hand combat. Yeah. So I think that, I think that's just an odd still, choice to me, you know, I don't know. Yeah. But he's still out of, I mean, he's still out of his league here, you know, but he still well, yeah. held his own, <laughs> you know, he's, but he held his own, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I, I thought it was, I thought it was, I, I didn't think it was terrible or anything like that. Um, what about the identity think, thing though? Cause that's really what, I, that is just baffling to me. Well, like, are you talking about like when he introduces himself to the Flash? He, yeah, I mean, well, that's like the f- first one that sticks on my mind. But in general, I think he's very liberal with like, I mean, they're all calling like he's referred to as Bruce, like in public in front of like people. <laughs> like, and then at the end, uh, I'm supposed to be like, uh, you, the idea is like with the Luther uh, thing uh, with uh, Deathstroke. I'm supposed to be like, oh, this shock! Like Luther knows who Bat- who uh, Batman is. It's like, <laughs> I mean, how does everyone not know who Batman is <laughs> based on based on how this movie has gone in terms of you know them referring to each other like openly by their regular people name. Also, do people know that Clark is Superman? I'm not 100% sure on that. I can't remember from the that's end of the Batman one I, that's, the, that's the one I'll give you because I'm not too – because they were saying Clark around the cops when that happened. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know if they were – Well, they do the same, but that's I my point. They do the I same thing with that. Batman, but whatever. I, don't, I didn't hear them say Bruce. I'm pretty sure they do. Um, I could be wrong. But. I, I didn't hear them say Bruce. Um but I mean, if if they did, I mean, that'd be a huge um, that'd be a huge misjudgment on Zack Snyder. But I think it's fine that he introduces himself as like Bruce Wayne to the Flash because he knows that they're going to be working together. You know what I mean? Like, he does. He he's genuinely be... surprised. The reaction is he, at least how Ben Affleck plays it, he's genuinely surprised that he says yes because everyone else has said no. And he also introduces yeah, himself why. to like this random dude that he's like pretty sure is Aquaman, but he's not like a hundred percent sure is Aquaman. Like, <laughs> I I don't know. I think in yeah. general, there's like, I'm again, I'm not like this isn't like a hard criticism. I'm just like saying I don't know. It's weird to me. It it he was, was just he odd. was just trying to like show. He was just trying to show like uh, you know, hey, this is who I am. You yeah. know, like I'm giving you this like. I'm letting you know who I am, you know, and like what we need to do. You know what I mean? Because like, he can't, like, he can't start a team of just saying, Hey, I'm Batman, but I'm not going to show you who I am. I suppose. (laughs) I, I I, I think if I, (laughs) I could be misremembering on who said this, but if I remember correctly in our review of the 2017 version, I believe, uh, TD brings this up. We should have had him on again. Now that I think about it, (laughs) uh, I, I believe, that TD brings this up of in the Justice League cartoon, 
one of like there's a kind of memorable moment where like they're all working together they've known each other for i I would assume a while at this point and they get to a point where they're hiding in the city and they all have to reveal each other they they all have to hide essentially as regular people and uh wally west I, i believe is the version of the flash that we get in uh just in the cartoon uh, says something like, we would have to reveal our identities to each other. And then <laughs> Batman just goes, Wally West, Diana, Fr-, like he just lists off everybody's identities. And he's like, bro, I already know. And we never, like, I guess, like, in my mind, it's their secret identities are a bigger deal than I guess this movie, even to, even amongst each other, than I guess this movie or Zack Snyder seems to think they are. Which, again, that's just how my preference it's not really like again like if Zack Snyder doesn't think it's as big of a deal cool like I don't know it's just something I want to talk about but um, yeah but they become they become like I mean even in the comics though like they're all friends you know like you read the comics and you look at the show I mean they but this is their first meeting first team up (laughs) like that's 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 more strange to to establish like a a relationship like a working relationship like where i I get where you're coming from and we're talking in circles so it is what it is Um, i I, I don't know i i thought it was fine i thought i mean i think it's fine that he was like telling them hey this is why i am this is what we need to do and, and yada yada i think it was fine but i mean um unless but i will say if he if they did say bruce because they did say Clark, and I was like, "Guys, so like, weird, yeah." You guys like not respect this man's. But that that like, made me question. Identity. That made me question myself with the end of Batman v Superman, which I thought about yeah. and I almost watched before I watched this movie, um, just to refresh you would watch myself. Movie again? Huh? I can never, I, you would watch a movie again? I, <laughs> I mean, watch it again. I think, um, I think these movies are on the same quality or on the same level. So, like, yeah, sure, I would watch again. It's whatever. Um, <laughs> I disagree, bro. But all right, let's continue. Um, but yeah, so like, I it made me question myself of like, is do they all just find out that he was Clark Kent at the end of that movie? I can't remember. Because um, if that's the case, then you know them saying Clark is fine. Um, I, but I I don't remember. Um, anyway, uh, so I think you already touched on this with the length. Uh, you said you said you were fine with the length. Uh, yeah, that was fine with the I I don't know. Like, there's most of the stuff added. Uh, you know, most of the scenes added, I think, are fine. Uh, like, y- I think you have to keep them. But I do think there's a three hour, three hour twenty, something like that version of this movie in here. That would be totally fine. That is what a lot of you know. That's actually like what a lot of people have said. Yeah, you know, it'd be from like a three hour and like twenty minute, three hour and a half movie. Right. Like, I'm I think. I mean, overall, you know me. I've said this before. Like, you know, if a movie has an intermission, I'm cool. Like, <laughs> like I, you can make it as long as you want. I, I like long movies in general, as long as they have, like, purpose for everything. And, like, I feel like this movie, like, kind of toes that line of, like, having a reason to be four hours. But then also there's, like, a lot of slow motion. I've heard the joke that <laughs> uh, – I've heard the joke that – you know, there's there's so much slow motion in this movie that if you played it at two times speed, it would be a normal two hour movie. <laughs> which is, there is a lot of slow, which is there hilarious is to me. There, there, there is so a lot of slow motion. There is a lot of slow motion. Yeah. I mean, I like the whole scene with Batman, like where he's like, 
where he's shooting at the at the parademons and then we see the bullet slowly right. freaking <laughs> drop and that's like a 10 second like we're literally just watching a bullet drop in slow right. motion for yeah. 10 seconds i was like i'm like did we really did we need to see this <laughs> bullet did we really need to see this bullet drop because i think i think we get the point he shot them uh, we need to preserve Zack snyder's creative integrity <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, mean, yeah. I get that i get that it's like epic because there was like a few slow motion ones where i was like all right this yeah a, a few is fine like, but geez. but then the, the rest of them i'm just like i'm like why are we oh there's still 20 seconds into this dude like what, yeah. what is going on yeah. <laughs> uh so yeah there's definitely some of that could, that could be cut out like there's like random like mood setting things that it's like bro you're reaching you know this movie is four hours like there's definitely things like again did we again it's mood and tone setting so like i get it if the movie was like two and a half hours i get it but if it's four hours it's just unnecessary like stuff like the singing when uh aquaman goes back into the water it's like that's a cool like ish moment and it's very mood and tone setting and it's like that's fine but the movie's four hours we don't need this scene like we genuinely do not need this scene. We have a, and then like that, the the camera lingers on this random chick, uh, sniffing his shirt, and it's like, okay, like do we need all this? Like, or like, there's this super slow motion scene of him walking on this dock and getting hit by a wave. Do we, like again, it's like these random things where if the movie's two two and a half hours. I, fine but it's four hours these are just an it almost felt like he just took it he it's like it's like hbo max just said you can make it however long you want we want your creative vision to be to remain intact and he was just like all right i'm putting everything in <laughs> like i don't know uh it's just i i genuinely think that this didn't need to be four hours you know yeah i'll but there's also scenes in there where I was like, why is this in the actual movie? Why are these post-credit scenes? Right. Okay. Yeah. Like the, the whole nightmare uh, yeah. situation. Uh, I was like, that should have been the next credit scene where we had Martian Manhunter meet him as soon as he had the dream. I was like, that could have been the next credit scene. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? I was like, that's crazy. But what did you think of the Joker? Um. I mean, I've been on record before that I think Jared Leto is... I think we didn't get enough of him in the version of Suicide Squad that we got to have any sort of rational opinion on him. I think if you hated him, it's like, I don't know how you can come to the conclusion that he was terrible based on the, like, 10 minutes that he's in that movie. Like, so, you know, I guess we're getting more context of his version, albeit a... uh, dystopian future version and it's like two more minutes but the scene is fine like i you know i'm fine with him i still think again you can't really have an opinion on this version of the joker and i don't even know if we're gonna get more of this version of the joker it doesn't seem like warner brothers has any intention to follow through with any of this so ultimately it's a moot point uh but uh, yeah it was a fine scene um i i like that uh, Batman gets a little heated when he brings up uh, Jason Todd. Um, that was cool. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I thought it was a really good scene. Everybody's raving about it being like the best interaction with those two characters. So I was silly. like, that's a 
That's so silly. Did you forget about the interrogation scene? Yeah, it's like the, the dark, dark night the dark night no, sorry, exists. The dark night. <laughs> like, Did hello. You forget about the interrogation scene? I don't know. Like, come on, guys. Like, yeah, it's you know that exists, right? Like, odd. come on. It's a really, it was a good scene. Yeah. You know, was it the best? Oh. Yeah. Oh, oh. I thought the scene. I thought the scene where Joaquin Phoenix's Joker interacts with, you know, young Bruce was yeah. better than this scene. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know because I still have questions about why that scene was needed at all in that movie. But yeah, fair enough. <laughs> um, to circle back real quick, I, I don't want to linger on this or anything, but to to uh, Steppenwolf, uh, I agree that his character is a lot more interesting and there's a lot more to him in this movie. But I still have a lingering feeling of uh, just it feels like we're just playing the underboss. Like, you know, we're, you know, it feels like we're playing a video game and this isn't the final boss. And it's like, we just have to get through this last one before we get to the real villain of the whole thing. You know, it's just, I I don't know. Like, I, I don't think he's interesting enough to justify it not being dark side. Um, as opposed to like, okay, you know, okay. You know, after, I can't remember what movie it is. I think it might be Thor Ragnarok. No, mm-hmm. I can't remember. But one of one of the later uh, MCU movies before we get, uh, you know, the big Avengers movies, uh, Infinity War and Endgame, right? Where we get another post credit scene with Thanos. And, okay. and a lot of the conversation, we might have even said it on this very podcast, a lot of the conversation was... Like, we're getting tired of these Thanos post-credit scenes. Just do something. Like, I think he even says in the in the in that post-credit scene, what whichever movie it was for, he's like, uh, if you uh I guess I'll do it myself. And we're just like eye roll. Like, bro, you've been se- essentially saying this for, you know, four post-credit scenes now. <laughs> like it was it was to a point where it was just like, all right, can we get to like Infinity War? Stop teasing this. We know. That's how I feel felt the entire time watching this movie <laughs> where, where I'm just like, they made Steppenwolf a little more interesting. That's cool. But like, bro, like he's constantly talking about talking to Darkseid. Darkseid's just clearly the more interesting villain. Please, like, can we get to Darkseid? And it's a shame we're never really going to get to Darkseid, I'm assuming, um, which sucks. But I, I don't know. There was just a overarching feeling for me of just like i mean steppenwolf was made a little more interesting but i ultimately i still think he's under underwhelming about average villain um you know it it works in something like avengers when you have a loki and a thanos backing him you know when because loki is an interesting villain it doesn't work and people complain in something like guardians of the galaxy where um um I can't even remember the villain's name, and I love that movie. Uh, what's his name in that movie? I totally forgot, but I know you're talking about. It's yeah. the um, the guy with the hammer. Yeah, <laughs> that says a lot. Okay, it, you know, and one of the main complaints about Guardians of the Galaxy um, is the villain. He's not as interesting, and that's because Thanos. Partially, he's not as interesting, and then also Thanos is backing him, and he's a much more interesting villain standing right there. And you're just like, can we deal with the main villain, please? Um, so I had that feeling constantly uh, throughout this movie, uh, and that's a bit of a shame 
and that's why I don't agree with this idea that Steppenwolf is all of a sudden like the you know one of the best DC villains or anything like that. It's like really like okay, um, but yeah. Uh, last thing I'm gonna say, Ozzy. Uh, this is I I believe this might get you riled up because I know you're a fan of this person. Okay. Uh, but this is the this is the last thing, and this when and when I wrote my mini review on Letterboxd, I just left with this uh, uh, parting shot, uh, just because I had to. Uh, bro, you made a four hour movie, and Superman is still boring. How is that possible? Oh my god! Like Carlos, bro, like I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Deal, I I just don't, I'm not a Henry Cavill <laughs> fan as Superman. I like Henry Cavill in other things. I think he's great in like the. Um, in the Mission Impossible movie that he's in, I think he's great. And like, uh, m- uh, Man from Uncle, like he's he's good. He can be good. I just think he's so boring as Superman. And I know that that's not the. Po- this is a very unpopular opinion. A lot of people love Henry Cavill as Superman. That is fine. You guys can love Henry Cavill. I think he is so boring. And I think that Zack Snyder, he clearly thinks that there's a lot of depth to this character, but I don't think he knows how to get it across. And he is so uninteresting in this movie. Like he shows up and nothing. (laughs) He's just so boring in this movie. I don't, I'm, uh, it's like you had four hours to make me care about Superman. And I didn't, I'm, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. You're ridiculous. Yeah, you're ridiculous. What I will say, um, I thought, I, look, man, I thought it did a great job as Superman. Like, like, like when he came in and he was just like not impressed, and he just made his his axe like break, and then he kicked the hell out of Steppenwolf, and he was beating his ass. I was like, man, I'm all in. Especially when the soundtrack came on. You know what I mean? Like when 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 like when Steppenwolf like punched the ground, and then he looked up, and then we see Superman's eyes just start to like flare up and turn red and then that superman theme just comes on i was like man this is it man and like it's like the calvary i feel i feel like the calvary is here man we got our backup and that's like that was such an epic moment you know what i mean because i was that was like superman's here to save the day bro and i I loved it i loved it that's how i felt that's and that's completely fine i'm glad i am genuinely happy that there are so many people who love him as superman and I hope that he gets that second movie that people want. And all of that, I I just, he's never interested me as Superman. And I've been, and you know, Ozzy, I've been very consistent about that. This is not something that I'm just like saying because no, you're not, this is you're not, not something I'm saying to get people like mad at me or whatever, or get like, you know, quote unquote clicks or whatever. Like this is, I genuinely, I'm really annoyed that I feel so bored by him as Superman and... I don't know. I I've said that for years, like ever since, like since that first Superman movie came out, I remember us having conversations about that first Superman movie. And it's just like, I don't know. Like I find that movie so bland and he's part of the reason. Yo, unfortunately, Chris is, Chris is, Chris is on the same boat. He does not like man of steel. Yeah. Chris is not like man of steel. He's just like, yeah, these movies boring. <laughs> it's like, what do you, did we watch the same freaking movie? Um, so, All right. I mean, I, I don't know. I I loved. I mean, I loved his performance, but I mean, they they haven't given him another movie, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I feel like if they gave him another movie, you know, maybe under a different director, maybe it'll be maybe it'll be good. You maybe. know, but 
Um, I thought Man of Steel was really great. I was actually rewatching a couple, like a little bit of it last night. I, I had a great time with it. I yeah. thought it was really good. I think that the problem with Man of Steel, and you know, you 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 know, you hit you know, you hit a good point today is that you know, when it comes to telling a story in about like two hours, you know, two two and a half hours. Zack Snyder can't do it. I genuinely <laughs> you know, don't it's, think it's, he's it's capable, tough. honestly. You know, and I and I saw that in Minnesota yesterday because I was like, I was like, I was like, so you just telling me he went from like not being confident enough to just showing up in front of the military, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I I think and it was like one if, of those things. Yeah, you know? if Zack Snyder wants to tell an even competent level story, like not even because I still don't think that the story in this movie is like amazing or anything. Like it's competent. It's it's a good story. If if he wants to tell just a competent level story, he needs like three hours at least, and it's like. I'm sorry that that means you're not a very good storyteller. <laughs> like that's if you can't tell a story in three hours, jeez. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know. And I know again, I'm sure there's going to be Zack Snyder uh, stands who are upset about a lot of things said on this review. But you know, hey, look, uh, you know, you got we got a 40 minute, essentially a 40 minute review to match the four hour uh, movie. So there you go. <laughs> We did it, Austin. I thought, we did. We made up for it. I was just look. This movie. This movie paid me back after having to rewatch like two different versions of Batman versus Superman, which were terrible. You know, I will give this movie a negative because Amber Heard was in it. I don't support Amber Heard. And also, freaking, what else was in this movie that I didn't like? Jesse Eisenberg. I knew you were gonna say that. Yeah, you know, movie. you know my opinion on that. We won't there. get in. I do right. not like him. I do not like that. Okay, that is my rebuttal to your Henry Cavill. Hey, that's sir. that's totally fine. Again, it, and and that. again, I'm caught in the negative there, in like the I'm caught in the minority there. So it is what it is. I'm just gonna be in the minority with DC movies. That's totally fine. Um, all right, let's rate this movie and then move on because we've talked about this uh, for long enough, but not nearly as long as the movie. Uh, I'm giving this movie a 6.7. It's, it's okay. Like it's, it's, there's very good things about it, but man, that four hours does not need to be four hours. And there's still story issues after four hours, which is still just baffling. Uh, so I'm giving it a 6.7. What do you got, Ozzy? I'm giving this movie an eight. Jeez. <laughs> okay. This will be an eight. You're a lot more positive on this eight, movie man. than I am, and that's cool. All right. Uh, and, and I loved it. I thought, again, I mean, I will say, I mean, this definitely, I know it was like a negative for you, but this was like, I loved that this movie definitely had like a lot of comic book moments. I was a huge fan of it. I was fanboying the entire time. Um. And I thought that this movie did each and every one of those characters justice. Um, it's an ironic freaking line that I used. That <laughs> that was not on purpose. That was not on purpose. But um, I thought they, I thought they really gave the characters justice. Honestly, I thought you know each character was fleshed out really well. Yeah. Um, and I know we talked crap about Zack Snyder not being able to tell a story within like you know two hours, but I mean he did tell, in my opinion, a really great story within four hours. Um and and I, I loved every I loved everybody's performance minus just the eyes of Lex Luthor Lex Luthor and um 
yeah, I thought it was great. Um, and yeah. it should be and said, I'm super happy. It go past eight. Yeah. It should be said, I'm super happy that he did get to make this because, again, unfortunate that uh, DC was terrible enough to give uh, Zack Snyder stands the moral high ground. But the reason they did is because the situation surrounding uh, this movie and how everything has been handled around the 2017 version is just so terrible and i i'm so i'm very happy that Zack snyder got to release this and do this um and as much as i made fun of uh people who were like all in on the snyder cut and whatever uh one one last thing i wasn't wrong the snyder cut didn't exist they spent 40 million dollars to finish this movie uh that is not a completed movie they had to complete the movie there was no snyder cut to begin with uh and then secondly release the air cut i'm all in let's go let's get let's get the actual version of suicide squad and not that garbage that we got if we're going to do this let's go all the way and i know they won't do it but release the air cut yeah i think that they said they weren't going to do it. i know i know that's why i said i know they're not going to do it yeah. but uh maybe you know if they got if these snyder fans got it done come on air gang rise up let's go air gang this guy <laughs> All right, so let's move on to Falcon and Winter Soldier. First episode, Ozzy, what do you think? I loved this freaking premiere, man. I loved it. I thought that um, this is definitely the most intrigued I've ever been about Falcon. I think Falcon has has really, really cool moments in this where we really see him. Like, there's, there's like a whole aerial sequence of him. I was like, all right, this is super cool. Um, so I really like the fact that they've really like invested, um, time into like, you know, how, like, not that they haven't done it, but I mean, I guess I haven't been like as impressed and they're really impressed me with like, like, um, with like how fast he flies and like what he can do in the air, different things like that. Like, this was like, that was, and that was a really well done scene. As far as Bucky goes, I really love the arc that's going on with Bucky. Um, and I really, I, I, you know, you know, he's been like a personal uh, favorite character of mine, you know, since um, Captain America Winter Soldier. So, I mean, you know, I've been, I've been a super huge fan of that character, you know, ever since we saw, saw the movie. So um, I'm excited to see what else happens with Bucky. I think, I think they have a really interesting arc with him and I can't wait to see how that, um that whole thing divulges um yeah so i'm if i'm comparing the two storylines i'm more interested in the um bucky storyline i think i think i i agree with you from an action standpoint with falcon uh he's just in, in the movies he's a character who the action is really kind of bland he flies around he does some shooting and that's about it uh Whereas in this, like, man, they showed off some, like, they're trying to make him come across as, like, a really, really cool, uh, you know, action-type uh, superhero. And I think they're doing a good job so far. Uh, I think he does come across really cool in terms of the action. I just think that storyline, especially coming off of something like WandaVision, where we're constantly on our toes, not quite knowing the direction it's going... I mean, is there any doubt where the direction the storyline is going is? <laughs> like, 
I, you know, he's he's gonna find a way to uh, figure out a balance between his life and uh, what's going on with the superhero stuff. He's gonna find a way to accept the role that Steve wanted him to have, and you know, kind of if he doesn't actually reclaim that title, he will pseudo reclaim the title. Like you just know exactly how this storyline is going to end. And I just think it's like, it'll be fun to watch, but from that standpoint, I'm just not as interested as I'm interested in the Bucky stuff because the Bucky stuff, I mean, it's just dealing with like all the trauma and the loneliness. And I love the angle of him kind of going through and trying to right all the wrongs. I love that idea of the story of that storyline there and seeking redemption one person at a time, like, and, and then not having the courage to be able to actually do it in some, in some of the bigger cases. It's just, I think that's a much more interesting story than the Falcon story. And I'm sure, and of course they're going to, they're going to converge and stuff like that. So I'm not you know, saying that they're going to remain two separate storylines, but from a character arc, I think the Bucky stuff is a lot more interesting than the Falcon stuff. Cause I know where the Falcon stuff is going, but the action on Falcon side is very impressive. Yeah. I mean, I think it's very impressive. I think it's the coolest stuff we've seen him do so far. Sure. Um, so, I mean, I, you know, I, I think that, uh, and I also like the two parallels. Um, I don't know. I mean, but I don't know how well, I mean, because they made, I mean, they, I mean, and again, I mean, I, I don't, I don't really know why. I mean, they, they show Sam to be like this, you know, um, this like celebrity. So like anytime he's like around people, he's just like, oh yeah, hey, like you're an Avenger, you know, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but with Bucky, nobody really knows who he is, and I was like, I was actually kind of surprised by that because, um, I was like, bro, were you like wanted? In Civil yeah. War. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> I didn't think about that, but yeah, you're right. Like he was kind of was all over like, the news. Like so. you were like all over the news, dude. Like like they there's literally a scene asking like why did like why was your face plastered all over the news? They were like, Yeah, to get more eyes. And I'm just like, should she like shouldn't your day kind of know why you have gloves? <laughs> So I don't know. I was I was like I was like I I didn't really know about this, but like nobody really knew who he was. Right. So yeah, you're right. I didn't think about that, but that is kind of odd. And it's just like it's almost like it's just because they're serving two separate purposes, and the the purpose of him not being recognizable is that he can quietly go about his redemption one person at a time, uh, and they can tell that story. But then the purpose from a storytelling perspective of um, Falcon being re- easily recognized is because, again, which is again why I'm not as interested because it's so obvious. Like they're just trying to show, you know, the disconnect that there is between people treating him like a celebrity, but then being totally unwilling to help him out. You know, um, which is I will say this: it's a super interesting angle that we haven't really seen before. This idea of what do these people do to make money? Uh, and they're in the idea of superheroes having family, like superheroes in this universe where they're super well known, having families that are struggling. I, that's something we haven't really quite explored yet. Um, so I think that's kind of interesting. Uh, that's an interesting angle of the Falcon storyline for sure. Um, yeah, I did like the stuff that he was going through with his sister. Right. He was trying to like save, you know, the family business and he was trying to, 
you know, you know, and he felt that he could do it, you know, because he saved the world, you know, he saved the country. Yeah. So, I mean, I like the fact that like, he's just like, you know, he's like, well, look, you know, we still have to hold out faith. And he was, and he, and he did have that Captain America-esque kind of positivity, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, that 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 optimism where he was like look you know we'll figure it out you know this is going to be okay you know um so I, I will say that that was like a really interesting part of his character um but i the i think we we're both in the same boat where we're we're like we just think that the winter soldier storyline um as a whole is just is just a lot more interesting it's about like a man just yeah. trying to face his demons and move forward um yeah. and i i you know i was you know when he, when when they mentioned the the like like you know his his friend's um, son passing away to some degree, you know it, it was crazy. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. It, I just felt I just I just felt really terrible for Bucky, and and it, it was rough, especially like when he went back yeah. to his house, you know, to his friend's house, and he saw like his friend, you know, like you know, like have lights up around like the picture of his son and he saw that and he just got like super bent out of shape you know you you can just you could just tell like that was right that was really rough and you and you felt really bad you're like damn you know because it's it's a it's a difficult thing to confront you know um so yeah but um uh, last thing i wanted to talk about with this is the fake captain america at the end um i know it's like this is the new meme now it's going around to just you know whatever uh which i saw before i watched the episode and i was like what is this like random thing that the people are bringing up and then i was like oh okay um i i was i don't know i think what was the reaction supposed to be like shocked like that they would do this because my reaction was more just like annoyed (laughs) like i was just like really okay uh (laughs) um I don't know. It seems pretty scummy that they would, you know, essentially like he thinks he's signing it over to this museum or whatever. And then they're just like, nah, uh, you hear random person, you can have it. Yeah. I was, cause I was, I was wondering like what was going to happen with the shield. You know, I was, I was just, I was thinking like, Oh, okay. Stan's going to come back in and he's going to steal it from the Smithsonian or something because he needs it. Or somebody else um, steals it, and then he has to get it. Like, that would have been interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about it. I don't know if, I don't know if this character is going to turn out to be a villain, though, you know? Yeah. So it could be, you know, because it could be Zemo kind of, like, planning it out a little bit. Right. Trying to draw out Bucky. Um, and then, you know, Sam, you know, Sam needs to help him out, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I, 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 think, it, I think it could definitely be interesting. Yeah. But it was definitely, it was definitely weird because you know we've seen you know Chris Evans in this role for so long, and then obviously like you know he's passing the man, you know the mantle is being passed down, so it was just weird just seeing it be like somebody completely different. But I mean, it's not you know like Steve I, Rogers, I suppose. Yeah. But I, I don't know, obviously, weird. like I don't think that you know the. Uh, we can't really judge this storyline yet because we literally got like two seconds of it at the end. Like there's, uh, the, yeah. you know, I have no really solid opinions. My only thought is like, I feel like I didn't have the reaction that was intended uh, when it, when they revealed that I was just like, 
okay, like, sure, uh, that's annoying. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that was the, the intended reaction. Uh, so I'm curious the direction we're going with that storyline. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We will see. Um, real quick, WandaVision, uh, thoughts on the season as a whole? Season was great, except for the last episode. Didn't like the last episode. Interesting. No, I thought the last episode, a lot of issues. Um, okay. You know, I thought the last episode, like Vision coming, Vision realizing who he was and then just dipping. Like, what? Um, and then, and then, you know, we have, um, what's her, who's Kat, I, for, I forgot what the name of Kat Jennings, Jennings character is. In the show, it's um, literally slipping my mind. Oh, um, yeah. Um, uh, Darcy. Blank. Yeah, Darcy. Darcy literally comes back for a scene and then dips. What is that? <laughs> yeah. What is that about? Um, and then I just feel like the the extra the the the, the post credit scenes could have been something different. You know, I'm kind of like, confused what we're supposed to take out of that uh, for sure. Um, I was like, like I didn't need, like I didn't need to establish that Monica was going to be in Captain Marvel too. I knew that she was in Captain right. Marvel. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I don't like. Oh, it's not. It doesn't get me excited. That just gets me annoyed because it's like I knew this information. Yeah. <laughs> like you yeah, know what I mean? Like I didn't. You know what I mean? Like I wanted it because, like, they really promoted this show, and I mean, they really, really, really like promoted like this is going to be a, like a direct tie-in to like Doctor Strange, you know. Um, so I was kind of just like, well, what the hell, like, where the hell is Doctor Strange in all this, you know? Like, mm-hmm. why isn't there, like, at least a cameo of him right. in here? Just being like, like, you know, hey, probably shouldn't do that again. <laughs> yeah. You know, something from him. Um, but we didn't get anything of that. But, um, but yeah, I thought the, I thought overall the season ended on, like, a meh note. But other than that, I think every other episode besides... The last one was amazing. Um, but I mean I also did not like what they did with Quicks Silver with Evan Peters. They <laughs> I, I was like I was like come I hundred percent I, I, I agree with you. I wish that they would have he would have gotten to stick around. Um and maybe we will go in that direction somehow. I, I don't know, but um yeah, I, I agree. Uh I, I wish uh he would have gotten to stay as Quicksilver. Um yeah, I, I I just enjoyed it overall. I, I didn't have much of a problem with the uh, last episode. I agree. I was kind yeah, of underwhelmed I, by the yeah, I don't know I, I by the cross cut out scene. But I thought like it, essentially it was just like the finale or the last act of a superhero movie. Essentially, like it was a big action set piece, and overall I I enjoyed it. And then we had a nice kind of emotional goodbye at the end. I, I appreciate it overall. I'm not like super passionate about anything. I don't want to argue about it. <laughs> but you know, it's just like. It's cool. Overall, my honestly, my biggest thought and what I've said coming out the most of this is that I'm just happy that uh, people are finally recognizing that Wanda is the, one of the most powerful and one of the best Avengers, like, period. Uh, I remember in high school being laughed out the room when I said that Wanda is, like, one of the best Avengers. And now it's just, like, people are realizing, holy crap, she is, like really powerful it's like yeah she is (laughs) i mean she's genuinely one of the best avengers especially left at this point um so yeah i'm just glad more people are going to be more attached to her as a story or as a character and her story uh 
at, you know, kind of as an arc in, in this whole series. I, I think she's just such an interesting character. So, yeah, I, I'm overall very happy with uh, this season. Uh, although they, they still are marketing it or have have it listed as like a limited series. So I, I don't know if we'll ever get a season two or whatever, but I hope we do. Um, anyway. Yeah, that's what I got. Um, anything else you want to bring up before we close it out? We're coming on uh, like an hour and 20 or whatever. I don't even know where we're at right now. Um, so, yeah, anything else before we close it out, Ozzy? No, man. I think that's about it for me, man. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get on out of here. Ozzy, you want to sign us out? Of course. Guys, we hope you enjoyed the show. Please feel free to listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Spotify and Overcast. Please rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Guys, it's been a pleasure being back. We love you guys. This is Screen Colors.